Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, everybody. What a way to start off the, or well, finish off the year, I guess, um, by having an amazing lady who's been focusing all on helping people with their self-esteem for at least 30 plus years, which is pretty cool. So I just want to welcome Alicia to the show. Hi, Alicia, and thank you for joining us. Hi, Brandy. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's awesome. Number one, I love your accent. And number two, I love what you're doing for other humans. So thank you for taking this very special day to come on (laughs) and be on the radio show with us. Thanks. Um, so I've been reading a little bit about you, but I would love if you told everyone kind of who you are, where you come from, and what you're passionate about, and then we can delve into some of the more specifics of what you've been doing with the last 30 years. <laughs> okay. Yeah, quite a few years there. Well, uh, the accent comes from uh, Texas, which uh, is where I'm from originally, and I just returned there from being with my family. I live in Chicago, outside of Chicago, Illinois now. And um, I've lived in eight states, so I have a variety of experience all across the United States. And I don't think that there's any place I didn't like living. But it took me into various careers and various experiences. So I really started out working in a field of working with youth in a youth ministry role in the Catholic Church, um, mainly because the Catholic Church was a big supporter of me uh, during some really difficult times of growing up and having very, very low self-esteem and being bullied and everything. So um, I did that for about 20 years and then got my master's in adolescent counseling and then Went from there to become a life coach and a hypnotherapist and started my own business called Guided Choices. And the past five years, I continue to work as a life coach and hypnotherapist, but I wrote a program called Changing the Chatter, taking all that negative chatter and using mindfulness techniques to really empower ourselves to change the world. I've watched young girls and young women still dealing with the same issues, whether they're 40 or they're 15, they've still got the same thing and it's self-esteem. So my ultimate goal is to change that so that they sit in boardrooms, they own companies, they change the world because they're using the skills that are already within themselves. That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Um, so, okay, we a lot of our listeners are quite young. We get some okay. that are 9, 10, 11 years old. So let's go through, I just want to clarify a few of the words that you just so they understand. So okay. when you talk about being a life coach, what exactly does a life coach do, at least from your side? Well, from my side, a life coach is really a person who gives you tools to be able to change something that keeps on happening. So an example would be, say, uh, and I work with a lot of kids and a lot of uh, young adults, and they deal with anxiety issues, whether it's just going to school in the morning or anxiety of taking a test. And so as a coach, I really help them dig deep inside to figure out why they have that anxiety and and teach them tools on how to let it go. 
That's fantastic. Um, anxiety is something I think all of us have experienced yes. a little bit in our lives, but I know some of us go through it a lot more than others. And so that's something I actually want to talk to you a lot about. Okay. Okay, <laughs> good. The program. Um, I've, I've, I've personally only had two kind of panic and anxiety attacks in my life, but they were, they were pretty intense. And I couldn't imagine someone that lives with that almost their entire life like that on a consistent basis. And so I, I love what you're doing because it's, it's so important. And I love that it's, it can be tied to self-esteem, but so many other things as well. And there's other things that we can, other tools that we can use, like you mentioned to help people with that. So, okay, let's going back to those other words, uh, hypnotherapist, talk to us about what hypnotherapy is. Okay. So first of all, everybody goes hypnosis. Woo. Uh, can you make me quack like a duck? No, I can't make you do anything because you have control at all times. And so as a hypnotherapist, I uh, actually wrote a program just for kids because kids are very easy to hypnotize because every time someone sits down to read them a book when they're little, they're actually hypnotized. Every time you drive down the car, in the car, and all of a sudden you realize you're at the place that you want to be, you've been hypnotized that whole journey. In other words, your mind isn't focusing on what's happening. It's in another place. And mm. so my technique of hypnosis is very much of just going down into that special place. And with kids, it could be a beach, uh, hiking, or it could be Disneyland, Whatever's comfortable for them to be able to put whatever they're worrying about, whatever they're challenged with, and just forget about it for a few moments and just let go, as I call it, chatter. And so I use hypnosis to change the chatter. I, lo I love that you just said that because I think... Oh, yeah, when we, like you said, the turn me into a frog. I, I think we've all experienced that kind of, we've seen that on TV or sure. on YouTube or whatever we've been watching. And I love that you just explained it almost as like daydreaming. When you go to your kind of mm -hmm. happy bubbly place and you're not really focusing on the big problems, but just the daydreaming stuff. I love that. Right. And I teach the kids the uh, in my uh, Chatter Girl program how to do that for themselves. You know, it's funny. I was talking to my 92-year-old grandma who has pretty pretty extensive dementia right now yeah. um just just the other day we were hanging out and we were talking about kind of life and what we remember because she doesn't remember what she said 10 seconds ago but she remembers what she did 104 years ago yeah exactly and she always said to me she always she said to me again while we we're just talking she's like you're so happy all the time and you just enjoy your life and you don't let anyone tell you no and and I, I mean I have and I think people only see the stuff when you're not letting people tell you no and the stuff that you're enjoying but I said to her I said grandma why do you think I'm like that and she goes well I don't know you've always been the kid that would go to the park and pick up leaves and make a story up in your head for seven hours and be happy mm -hmm. and I I didn't I never thought about the the I guess the correlation between play and daydream and fantasy and, and not focusing on the little things that are putting pressure on you every day, but just the ability to kind of be in your own happy little world, like Alice in Wonderland almost. It, it, like it, it really is. I mean, I just went to see uh, Mary Poppins, the remake with my uh, daughter and granddaughter. And we were always, we were all talking about, you know, how to fantasize and make believe and how important that is to our lives to be able to balance it off. We almost become children like, even if we're adults. And it's a situation when we do that, then we can refocus and put things in place. So, you know, for me, when I when I was a kid, the thing that helped me get rid of a lot of the pain in my life was to go and swing. 
And Mm -hmm. so now that's my granddaughter's favorite thing to do. So she has a swing in her house. And I can see when she's just, she's had enough. She doesn't want to deal with anything else. And she goes and swings. It's just letting go of all this junk that's following us around. And nobody has to feel all that pain all the time. Yeah, I, I like that. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just kind of smiling here in my room. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, um, okay, so so then I would like to go to the other word that you use that I think is kind of something that's um, misun- not misunderstood, but just it's something that we don't think about all the time, and that's mindfulness. You talked about that. Now, how important has mindfulness been in your life and, and, and in helping other people? Well, especially in mindfulness right now, it's a situation of it, it's been major for me because um, I, I did counseling for myself when I grew up. I grew up in a home where uh, I had a schizophrenic mother and an absent father, and I really became an adult before I actually experienced being a child. And so it was a situation where I had to get into that mindfulness way and I had to be able to focus on and, and let go of all everybody else's stuff. And what we do is we take the mindfulness of the positive things and dwell on them instead of dwelling on the things that have been there for a long time. You know, the teacher that told you, you you know, you never would be somebody or you were horrible at spelling. You know, you might be 45 years old and still holding on to that. And so if we're aware of what we have, we're putting in our mind and we're keeping, then it's going to change and our futures will change. But if we don't, then we're not going to have we're not going to go down that road that we expected to go on. We're going to get detoured because we're keep on taking that stuff along our, our on our journey. Absolutely. We have about two minutes before we go to our commercial break. Do you have okay. an exercise that you personally do every single day or every week or every year or whatever it may be that keeps you focusing on being mindful about your own things? Like, is there any tips that you could give on mindfulness that you've used in your own personal life? I do. I always focus on um, the things that uh, I am grateful for. So at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, I focus on the gratefulness so that I can let go of the things that didn't work, that didn't go to the place that I wanted them to be. And what happens is it changes the freedom in our mind and it gives us a positive way to go into our our sleep patterns or to start our day. So I do believe that the gratefulness uh, gives us a great opportunity and I journal that every night or and also every morning. So and I just I just sit and think about it. I just sit and think about it or I think about myself on that swing, you know, find your special place. Everyone has one. None of them are identical because you're no one in the world is identical. Yeah. And, and is a place is a place often a physical place, like a location, or is it kind of just laying in your bed and taking your mind to somewhere that is very comforting to you, or can it be both? It can be both. It can be both. 
And, you know, uh, kids, it go, they can go there really easy. Adults, they have to, you know, have some descriptions and stuff like that. But uh, kids, it's, it's easy to just go to a place. They can remember being on the playground the day before. And, and what happened on that playground? And was it a great experience? Or maybe it wasn't. And so it's a situation, find the positive in the negative. So that you can hold on to that positive and not take that negative on your journey. Absolutely. I think that's so great. And I love that you mentioned that sometimes adults, it takes us time, more time to get there, which mm-hmm. we're definitely going to talk about when we come back. To the <laughs> okay. Because as many teens as I hope are listening to this show, I hope the parents and teachers are also listening and going, hmm, maybe I need to do that so I can be better in order to help the young people in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. That. Yes. All right, everybody, we're going to head off to our first commercial break. I hope you're enjoying this. I know it's the very last day of the year, and you're probably getting ready to go out on a big party or hang out with your parents. Um, But if you are listening, thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes with Alicia. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, we're here with the founder of Chatter Girls. Alicia has been focusing on helping people with their self-esteem for the last 30 plus years. And like me, she's been passionate about self-esteem because she struggled with her own self-esteem issues when she was younger, as I think all of us do. And sometimes we don't talk about it enough. So, Alicia, thank you so much for coming to the show again. I really appreciate you being here. 
You're welcome. This is an important issue uh, for me, especially uh, knowing that we have the statistics to say that our self-esteem is developed between the ages of 8 and 14. If Mm. you don't do something about it then, you won't revisit it until after 30. Wow. Yeah. So can I ask you, the 8 and 14, Is that does that mean that if you have something specific like depression or anxiety or an eating disorder, that at, between those, those six years when you're growing up, that there was maybe a trigger or can it just be small things that, that add up to this? Or what is your what is your kind of perspective on that? Well, I think I think it's a perspective of a reality of we look at the ki- what's happening for kids today mm-hmm. and it's a situation of... There are things that happen in that development, and if we don't make movement of it, we go deeper, deeper into things like you're talking about, like depression, or we get less and less able to communicate with people, or we get less and less able to develop our self-esteem to be a part uh, and enjoy uh, middle school and and high school. You know, one of the biggest things is that... um, Middle school is hard. It's really tough these days. And it's very different. Just imagine your experience in high school and take that. That's what those kids are experiencing now in middle school. Mm. So we've done the transition. So by the time they get to high school, they've already dealt with all this uh, other things in the way of of self-esteem of who I am. And um, if they don't deal with it, Then high school is really tough. If they do deal with it, then high school can be a great time until they come into the college situation. They have a good foundation, then college can be really, really um, a great experience. I work with a lot of uh, college students uh, on. on the internet, and there a lot of them uh, who might have had eating disorders or depression or whatever, now they're back in college, they're freshmen in college, and it's coming to surface again yes. for them because they didn't completely deal with it in that younger age. And it's usually the same thing that happened in middle school. If people didn't, you know, didn't, wasn't accepted, you know, for me, you know, Brandy, you asked me about my own experience. For me, what I went to uh, all girls school for um, eight years of my life and I was a horrible student. Uh, I, Sister Margaret Rose uh, pretty much made me sit at the front of the um, room most of the time, uh, told me I would never go anywhere. Uh, the kids at school, there were only 18 girls in my classroom, and, um, you know, they would laugh at me, but they didn't know what was going on. They mm. Nobody had any idea, and I wasn't able to sh- tell them. So I spent uh, my time, once again, on that swing, yeah. and that would be where I would be okay, but mm. when I went home, Then I had to deal with my mom and the yelling and the spankings and still being the kid who had to manage the house and and everything. And in reality, I did not deal with my self-esteem until after 30. Mm. But I made sure that my daughter had very, very strong self-esteem. And she does. And she's very successful 
woman. But one of the biggest things is that then you make wrong choices. I chose the wrong men in my life. I chose the wrong friends in my life. Um, and it took me a long time. And I, I don't want that for the future. I don't want that yeah. for my granddaughter. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's interesting. Every single person that I talk to, we, we talk about all the relationships in our lives and how much they affect us so much. And it's, that's why I think I love, I love that the term is self-esteem, but we, we put so much validation on our parents, our teachers, mm-hmm. or the relationships, whether it's boys or girls or whoever we get into a relationship with. Yes. And we, instead of just, just focusing on how proud we should be of our of ourselves for the things that we're working hard to accomplish. And I just think it's amazing. Every single one of us that comes on this show and talks about it candidly just says, yeah, I, I allowed other people's. And I, I still, to this day, after going to university for psychology, interviewing people for two years on the show, working with teens on self-esteem since I was a teenager myself, I still don't understand why even I allow other people's negative talk to to get in my head that much that it actually takes you home and you just want to curl up in a ball and cry (laughs) like why do you have any thoughts on why we allow that to happen (laughs) i do i do so i always uh describe it in this way okay so you can imagine an onion and you imagine that an onion has a core and every year of your life and every experience of your life is a layer and what happens is that there's good layers and there's bad layers. But what happens is that when something reoccurs similar to something that already occurred, it clicks. Mm. And if you haven't dealt with it, it's going to come back. And that's why I have, you know, when I started working in uh, with women and uh, kids, it was a situation of I've had a girl in my office dealing with uh, empowerment and self-esteem, and she had the same issue as the woman who was 40 years old sitting in my other office. Mm. And so reality is that if she's, that young girl has a better chance because she already, she didn't put layers and layers of more stuff on it yet. Mm. And so that's what we do as adults. But once happening, when something happens, it has to do with something else. And that's why I always ask people, I said, okay, so tell, think back. What was similar that happened to you in your life to what just happened? Mm. And if they haven't dealt with it, they can figure it out. And then we go to the process of saying, okay, it's time to let it go. Now, let's take the experience you had from it. Some of it was negative, but what did you learn if you didn't, what did you learn if you wouldn't have had that experience? Mm-hmm. So take that and now move forward. So we have to have some experiences, bad but it's what we do with them. Do we carry them on to keep us from being who we really want to be? Or do we carry them on to be stronger in who we want to be? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I have to always be the devil's advocate on this because I um, I, I always I always look and I'm like, okay, yeah, I got this. Okay, what did I learn from this bad relationship? What did I learn from this bad attempt? And I'm like, yeah, I can do this and I'm a champion. And then a month later, I'm like, oh, I just want to give up. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
so human. And I, and I think that only, you know, it's so funny. Sometimes I'll have a really bad day where I'm yeah. just like, oh, this isn't working. And mm-hmm. then I get to do things like this, host the radio show. And I'm sitting here going, oh, I forgot that. And I'm 34 years old. I run six different businesses currently in my life right now. And, <laughs> and you would think, everyone's like, oh, you got it together. But there are days, let me tell you, Alicia, when I'm just like, whew, and I look in the mirror and I do not... I'm, I forget to be grateful. I forget to be positive. I forget to push all the negative thoughts away. Can you tell me, do you still do that too? Or I still do it. And reality is, though, I don't do it as much as I used to do it. But I will say that I always look at it, okay, as I said earlier, what about this do I need to be grateful for? Because does it remind me that I'm not I'm not managing my procrastination too well or does it remind me to to do this better? It's a reality. It's all life. And, you know, so it's a situation even as successful as we are, we are our worst enemies and we are the ones who will destroy us. I mean, you know. Our significant others can look at us right in the face and say, you are the most beautiful person in the world. You have the kindest heart. I'm so proud of you. And you can turn around and go, you know what? My hair doesn't look too good today. (laughs) And that's exactly what happens. But (laughs) then we have to, and as my husband does, he looks at me and he goes, really? (laughs) And I go, okay. Um, You know, yes, you're right. Thank you for the compliment. Thank you for loving me. You know, those are the things. And that's why I say gratefulness really um, paves the road for change. And the more we are grateful, the less amount of times we do it uh, and, and, and push us down. But kids are have high expectations of themselves these days. And they think they have to be perfect. And parents might, and a lot of parents think they might have to be perfect, but in reality is no one's perfect. Mm. And that's the first thing we have to accept. I used to work in the, uh, I've worked in all kinds of industries, but I worked in um, uh, catering for a number of years and I used to work with brides Mm. and their mothers. And uh, (laughs) that was, oh yes, that was a little challenging. And I would listen to these girls and they go, I just want it perfect. And I would look at them and I'd go, okay, here's the reality. Something's going to go wrong. There's no way around it. There is no perfect wedding. It's going to be perfect to you if you accept the fact that something might go wrong. And if you do, you will enjoy the day. But if you keep looking, making sure everything has to be perfect and put all the energy there, you've missed the beauty of that day. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Oh, we have to go to commercial break, but okay. let's keep talking because I love this. <laughs> we'll hey, good. In, uh, in just a minute after this commercial break with Alicia, everyone. <laughs> Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, 
we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Team Wealth Radio. We are here with Alicia. She is the founder of Chatter Girls and has been helping people like me <laughs> um, with their self-esteem for the last 30 plus years. And she's shared a lot of great information with us so far. So, Alicia, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Oh, I, you know what? It's it's funny. I love laughing with people in between on the commercial breaks. <laughs> yes. Because we almost, it's like we need like seven hours of a show some days just to hear everybody. But I love that you're so candid and that you allow me and you and just all of us to kind of laugh at how we're all in the same boat. And I find that that makes me, when I am having those tough days, when I'm like doing the bad self-reflection, not the good mm-hmm. stuff. And and you just re- realize that everybody is going through the same struggles that I find it makes it easier for me to deal with. I'm just like, yeah, no, no, everybody feels this way sometimes. Do you, do you feel that way too? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do. And, you know, it's a lot of times, you know, the reason why I went to life coaching was because I could could teach tools. But one of the other parts of it is that when I sit with my clients and my clients look at me and go, wow, you were a single mom? Yeah. Okay. They got that. Okay. You were divorced? Yes. Okay. I can help you. Oh, you had struggles when you were a teenager. Okay, I identify. So it's a situation of the people who walk through my door are the people who usually have had, have gone the similar journeys in what I've learned. I can help them. And they feel comfortable with that. And we need to feel comfortable with our challenges in life. But we also need to be able to work on change. And I don't think we work on change so much we have a lot of people telling us what to do especially in our systems mm-hmm. but the person we need to listen to is ourself down and, and, deep and, and for teenagers because their teachers their parents their friends social mm-hmm. media celebrities every single one of them is telling them what they need to do how do they 
I, I, and I love that it's called Chatter Girls because you literally said at the beginning, how do you quiet the chatter? How do they quiet the chatter of everybody else to know what they are truly telling themselves as opposed to what they've heard? And that goes into their brain and they think they're telling themselves, but it's other people. How Do you have a way that they can kind of focus on what they're saying instead of what the world is saying? <laughs> well, I do because in Chatter Girls, we really look at what everybody else is saying. and at the And then toward the end, we look at the most important thing and it's the one thing that I tell every girl who walks through my door and it is you are unique there is no one else like you so you're the one who's going to develop that uniqueness now mom and dad have input into it and teachers have input but in the end of the day you are the person that you're going to be And you can decide to accept this nastiness from other people. Or you can say, I'm unique. Now, I have a special, I have a number of stories about the girls who've done Chatter Girls, but I like to share this one. I have this young girl, and in fact, her father works for uh, uh, Voice of America uh, in the uh, uh, Ukrainian group. And so he, so this young girl, Uh, was in the fourth grade and um, she comes to Chatter Girls and she says, Miss Alicia, she says, everybody tells me I shouldn't be playing hockey. Mm. And I go, okay. They say it's a boy sport and I shouldn't play it, but I love hockey. And I said, okay, (laughs) Do, do you, when you play hockey, what happens? I come alive. Okay, so when you come alive, when you're playing hockey, do you lose it when you go to school? Well, yeah, when people start telling me I shouldn't do it and girls don't play this game and everything. And I said, no, if you're alive when you play hockey, then you can tell the rest of them you don't care what they say. Mm. You want to play hockey, you play hockey. And so now she is a teenager And next summer, she will be going to Russia to play with the women's hockey team. Very cool. (laughs) So don't don't (laughs) let anybody tell you you can't do something and don't let anybody tell you who you are. So, okay, so as much as I tell teenagers the exact same thing, sometimes it is very hard to convince their parents. (laughs) When you say to your parent, look, this is where my heart is, this is where my passion is, and and so I have a few tips and techniques that I try and use with my students to try and get them (laughs) to to understand where I come from on talking to parents uh, about what their dreams are when they're told no. Do you you have anything that you suggest as as a way for them to show... Like, say they love hockey, and their parents mm-hmm. say, oh, that's an unrealistic dream. But you never want right. to stifle the, their dream. No. So how do they show their parents that they are serious about it to the point where their parents maybe at one point go, you know what, I'm going to shut up and let my kid do what is in her heart. Do you have any <laughs> tips for that? <laughs> well, first the thing is that parents don't know how to talk to their kids, and kids don't know how to talk to their parents. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest challenges is there is learning to listen. Every time I work with my parents, I say the one most important thing is, are you listening? I don't mean, are you talking? I mean, are you listening? Are you hearing them? Are you hearing from her heart? Mm. 
that she wants she will practice as many times as she needs to do that she has a commitment to her to this that she loves it are you listening we as a society don't listen we go 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 and we don't communicate and so parents learning how to communicate with their children is don't give them negative of i can't because alicia's t- teaching them that they can and listen to what they want. It might not happen, but they are the ones who have to say, I can't do this anymore. I think I need to be doing this. You can instill uh, all the information that they need about the experiences in their life, but they still have to experience it. Mm. You know, it, it's very challenging with... You know, how do our kids communicate? On that telephone, they punched those letters. They don't know how to talk to each other. One of my sessions that we do in Chatter Girls is just doing body language and learning how to communicate with the person next to you so that you have a voice and you can say what you need to do. You know, parents come in and say, my kid has anxiety, my kid has this, and my kid. And then when you sit with that parent and you say, okay, so why do they have anxiety? What's your expectations of that child? Do you want them to be a straight A student? Yes. Okay. Is that your expectation? <laughs> Is that her expectation? Give her a chance. Give them a chance. So we don't listen well. I didn't grow up in a house where anybody listened to me. No one listened to me. And I felt like I never had a voice. Never. Now I get to speak a lot across the country and, and I love it because I have a voice. But it took a while for me to, to, to find it. I want our kids to find that they have a voice and it's not just connected to, to a telephone because there's a lot of destruction in that telephone. And yes. I don't want them to destroy their lives. You know, I and, and so so then you just said that and I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts talk on social media because life coach is fairly I mean I don't know I look at people like and I think he's from Texas too Zig Ziglar okay. yeah Zig I know. Ziglar. yeah yeah okay so I listen to those guys who, yeah. who were like kind of the first motivational speakers kind of the first life coaches but sure but kind of before that was a title that people were actually yes. oh yes. you can do this as a career mm-hmm. so I listen to them now you're you've been doing this for quite some time. Now in the last I'd say ten to fifteen years, kind of the chicken soup soul era, yep, I call yep, it. <laughs> yeah, that became where everyone focused on self, fo- looking at yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, did you thirty years ago have the title of life coach, or was that something that pe- did people push against you when you said, "Oh, I want to be a life coach and I want to help people with their self esteem," and you pushed through that? Because I'm assuming when you said. I want to help people with self-esteem. 30 years ago, the talk was not as it is every day. Like we're now starting to talk about mental health and anxiety and depression mm-hmm. and our self-worth right. a lot. 30 years ago, was was it talked about and did you receive um, pushback when you said that's what you yeah. want to focus on for your career? Yeah. Uh, I always tell uh, my clients, I was a life coach before they ever knew the word life coach. And but I started as a with being a counselor and found out like when I worked in youth ministry and stuff like that. And and I kept finding that I was helping give people things to help them. And so it became a different situation when I became the counselor because it 
I was doing coaching then, and then I was being told, well, you can't share your experiences, you can't share your life, you can't do this. And finally, I said, I'm done. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And and so I, but I was as a as a counselor, I was doing coaching then. So. Um, you know, and and now I say there are so many kind of life coaches around, and they have and their you know traditions and stuff. But when I started, no, nobody was doing this. People were sitting there, sitting in a counseling office, listening to the person, the client talk, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's a waste of their time and mine. Yeah. And reality is, I want this person to heal. I did a lot of work with treatment centers and, and kids in treatment centers and watching them go in the door and out the door and back in the door and kids with depression and different things. And the only solution was a pill bottle. Yeah. And and that's not my philosophy because I believe, yes, there are some kids and people who need to be on psychiatric meds. But you've got to do the other part, which you've got to do the work. You've got to find out what's happening, what triggers that depression, what triggers that anxiety, what triggers the situation when you start cutting yourself or you're uh, doing, uh, you have bulimia or anorexia, or you just don't want to live anymore. This is the hardest time of the year. And if any kids or parents hear me out, out there right now, the thing is, listen to your children during this time because it's the hardest time of the year for people. during the. We think Christmas and New Year's, it's a wonderful holidays and everything else. But in reality, it's a difficult time. It yeah. really is. Yeah, I, I saw all these posts from all, all the teenagers that I have worked with, and a lot of them were posting about how, oh, I don't have anyone to kiss on New Year's. And mm-hmm. and that's like, I think I think we get shown in the movies and things like mm-hmm. that that these are monumental things like Valentine's Day. Yeah. That these make or break your worth over the next year, whether there's someone... Who the hell cares? Stay at home and watch a movie and go to bed. Like our the, our producer, maybe. Yeah, he might there you go. And pass out before midnight. But it has become this thing. Everybody's giggling at me right now. <laughs> but it's become this thing where we're 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 judging ourselves based on what we think Everyone we're supposed to be doing at that moment, and that. I even do it. Like I, yeah. I still go. Okay, I coach other people on self worth, and then I have my own <laughs> moments. And I, I, I think that makes us human, and I think that's the best part of it all. Yes, yes. You know. <laughs> very so, much. We're looking you know, at and, things. Ugh, it's a good time I, I, to be talking about this. <laughs> well, yeah, and I'll tell you. I mean, when I first uh, got divorced, uh, and or I'd been divorced, and uh, my children were gone off to college. And the first New Year's, I think I got divorced in October, and the first New Year by myself, I had realized I had never lived by myself. Mm. And I said, here's the deal. I am going to sit in front of that TV. I'm going to get my favorite things to eat on uh, New Year's Eve, and I'm going to spend the night by myself with not anyone. Mm. Tough call. But you know what? It still was my best New Year's Eve because I realized I could be by myself and I could like myself. And it was all okay to be by yourself on New Year's Eve Mm. because 
you're just celebrating a new year, which for me, I never celebrate a new year until January 9th. And that's when I do my vision board because that's my birthday. So uh, I I wait until then. And then I do my vision board for my year. And not everybody's as lucky as I am to have a birthday in January. But it is a situation of, you know, or sit in front, do a vision board on, on New Year's Eve. Look at the future. Look at what you want the next year to be. And even if you don't succeed, remember the things that you did succeed at. Don't focus on what you didn't succeed at. Mm. You know, I have to call you on something for a okay. second. Okay. And you're going <laughs> to, and not in a bad way either. Okay. But I love that you said that you're, lo- now this is something that I just want to, I'm going to be one of those <laughs> people. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know, it's a good, <laughs> I think it's a good okay. thing. <laughs> um, so you said, I'm lucky to have, my birthday in January. Now, there's always been this thing where if yep. you have your birthday yep. close to Christmas or New Year's, yep. people hate it. And yep. and and they're like, oh, no, no, no I hate it. Yep. You know, so what you just taught me there is that you are grateful because you see the positive in that situation in which a lot of us stereotype is a bad situation. I think that goes for every single thing yes. in life. Yes. If you can take something that sucks in the in the general social conception way of things and just go, no, 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 I'm lucky because of this. I think every day it's easier to overcome some of those shitty things. Well, <laughs> so and I'm, I'm really calling you out. I just really loved what you said. <laughs> but it took a, it took a while to get there, Brandy. I used to uh, give my kids so much hard time about, remember, my birthday is in the 9th of January. It isn't Christmas. And I don't want my presents on Christmas because I had an ex-mother-in-law who had gave me all my presents on Christmas and I never got anything birthday. And I didn't have, in the years I grew up, we didn't have birthday, birthday parties. So I've had birthday parties for years because... I want to celebrate this time. And, you know, yeah, I can find a negative about it or I can turn the way I look at it and celebrate it that way. And it does. You can take the cruddy stuff and and turn it around. Um, That's how we move forward. That's how we move forward. But that's also how we prove who we are and who our identity is. And we develop that uniqueness. Absolutely. You know what? We're going to skip our last commercial break because I'm enjoying you so much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I hope you don't need a breather because I'm going to keep going. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Let's go. I just I just love how honest you are. Like, I literally wish that you, you could be like that grandma that could sit in everyone's living room for an hour every Sunday or whatever and just be like, yeah, no, this is how it is. This is what sucks. This is how it's going to be. And, and you know, this is how we're going to move on from it. And I, I really like that about you. <laughs> Well, it, it comes down to a situation of my journey's a little longer than a lot of people and, and a lot of the kids that I work with and nobody ever believes who what my age is. But reality is, if I don't help someone else from what I learned, then I am not doing what my purpose is on this world. And I believe that the higher power made me stronger than most to be able to make it through the crud to be able to do what my purpose was. I asked for many years, why do I have this horrible situation? Why am I messing up on this again and all of that? But I know now. I know. And maybe, you know, that's what my journey was supposed to be about. But... 
there were people along my road who were there. My grandmother lived all the way in California. I very seldom saw her. But when I was hurting, guess who would call me? She knew it. She connected with me. When my granddaughter is having a hard time, I pick up that phone. I call her. It's the people that you love and you also know that if you keep the door open, they'll walk through it. And it's there. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. You know, it's it's interesting. Normally at the very end of the show, I like to surprise people with one question. Ah. And I think you just answered the one question that I usually surprise people with. Okay. Well, what part of it? Um, well, no, I usually say, okay, if you could have the whole world sit down, shut up, and listen to you for one minute and just hear mm-hmm. what you had to say, yeah. what would you have to say? And I, I honestly think you just answered that because you're yeah. just all about giving, and I, and I enjoy yeah. that very much about you. Yeah, I, I, I am. I really, really am. And uh, all my friends, I mean, in in every every way of a situation of, you know, if I my day might be full. But if I get a call from somebody and they need three hours of, of me coming over to help them do something, I'm going to do it. And I work with all generations. I mean, I have friends who are in their 80s. I have young people. It, it's a situation of we all have a purpose. I just want to help those young people and the older people figure out what their purpose is and mm-hmm. celebrate their uniqueness. That's so important. And so we only have about three minutes left before the end of the show. Okay. But can you just kind of sum up a little bit about what Chatter Girls is and what and what your next few years are of helping people with their self-esteem and how they can get in contact with you? Yes, because it's an exciting time. Chatter Girls is a self-empowerment program uh, being offered to after schools, YWCAs, corporations, schools. To be able to help young girls be empowered from 8 to 14. There are five sessions. Mirror, mask, chatterbox, uh, voice, and 100% me. Two-hour sessions each. This year, in a couple of days, Chatter Girls will go national. And I will begin to sell the program across the world. And I want to be able to share this program, find other people who have stories. Like you and I have already talked about, Brandy. It's a situation we all have our stories. So why not share those with those young girls? And so the people who buy Chatter Girls will also be sharing their story besides my story. And helping empower all those young girls to so that they can be empowering the rest of the world when we're gone and and i want to go back to something we talked about at the very beginning as well you talked about the hypnotherapy and and i i I really think that's something very interesting and i think a lot of people have are very close-minded including myself about what that might be i mean i've learned i've got a much more open mind now in the last few years because of all the incredible people that are helping young people through different channels from everything from what was it the tapping on the forehead oh yeah Yeah. i I just i love that so i want to learn more so i mean we still have about two minutes left can you just tell people about where or how they can learn more about hypnotherapy and how that might be able to help whatever struggles that they're going through Right. I mean, they can contact me at uh, uh, www.guidedchoices.com or www.chattergirls.net. One of the things that makes Chatter Girls unique is 
I teach them mindful techniques. So some of the techniques that I have used through visualization, that's what makes Chatter Girls different because it teaches the girls how to work within their mind. Mm. So, um, but I teach pediatric hypnosis. I'm a teacher there. I'm a trainer for life coaching. And uh, so I'm always open. They can find me on Facebook on chattergirls.net. And um, I'm all, I, I do uh, Tuesdays is chatter time. And so I talk to parents and kids about anything that's going on and about different things that cause chatter in our lives, whether it's anxiety, whether it's bullying, whether it's what's happening on the news today, uh, whether it's the season, whatever it is, there's always some chatter going on. Yes, there is, isn't there? And it's always there is. You know, I, I, we're, just before we go to the, to the end of the show, um, someone once said to me, and I've said this before on the radio show many times, anyone who's been listening has probably heard me say this, but I learned a really great lesson not very long ago. And someone looked at me and said, you're not your first thought, you're your second. And it took me a minute. But I realized like I would have this horrible thought come into my head, whether it was judging someone else or judging myself or just self-doubt. And then my second thought would be, Oh, why did I just do that? I, you know, and, and then why would I, it kind of went and you always think that the first thought that pops into your head is who you are and what you think, but that's not, I don't think that that's true. I think that's just something that kind of comes into our head because of natural things and maybe media around us or whatever. And then our second thought where we actually consider it, which I think is mindfulness when we really delve more into it. Right. You know, so I was just curious about about what you thought about that. <laughs> well, I can tell you, and you asked for a technique, and here's a technique that everybody can do, and all the kids can do, and parents and everybody, okay? So you want to change something, okay? First of all, say it to yourself. I want to be able to swim, okay? So you, th- so you hear it. Then you say, I am going to swim. Your mind hears it and takes a little more power to it. And when you finally say, I am swimming, you own it. So you hear it. You Well, first of all, you suggest it. You hear it. And then you own it. But you got to believe it first. Mm. And like so... That. You can suggest anything to yourself. And so when you have a question about something you're thinking about and it comes up negative, you immediately go, okay, is that something I need to own or do I need to move past it? And if I do, what am I going to, what better suggestion am I going to, to uh, replace it with? And so you have the three things. Hear it, believe it, own it. Alicia, I think we're going to have to have you back sometime because this was a very enjoyable hour. (laughs) I love to. I love doing this because I know that there are kids out there that maybe just one of them, this changed their day. 
I sure hope so, because it made mine a little bit brighter. So I want to say yes. thank you. And guys, if you want to reach out to her, just let me know. You know how to reach out to me. Uh, it's in every advertisement that we have for this radio show. <laughs> um, you can always call or text or find us on Facebook or Instagram, and I'll pass you all of Alicia's information. It's chattergirls.net is the website where you can go find out more about this program. Alicia, thank you so much, and Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you, Brandy. And thank you so much for letting me be your guest. Oh, we're so privileged. Have a great week, everyone. I'll see you same time, same place. Teen Wealth on Voice America next week at 5. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. Oh, 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 oh